Hey, it's Matt Russell, and On the Menu Live is on the street yet again. Happy 2020, and today our travels take us all the way over to the southeast corner of Sunrise and Kolb. And if you've been listening to me run my mouth for all these years, you know that when I'm on Sunrise and Kolb, particularly on the uh, wonderful and delicious southeast corner, of course, I am at Commoner & Co., and I'm hanging out here now, and I run into my good buddy Kyle Nottingham, uh, who is a chef extraordinaire for all of the Commoner and & Prep and & Pastry and August Roads concepts, and uh, he He's getting the new year started off in a delicious way. But before we dig into the deliciousness uh, that is just uh, in about a couple of weeks, uh, I want to welcome him and say, how's your uh, new year's, brother? It's going very well. Thanks for having me. Uh, We just opened Commoner a few months ago. Uh, So we're back in action. We had an absolutely killer New Year's Eve dinner. Just absolutely shattered all of the records that have ever been set here. So great capture, great feedback. We're gearing up for Valentine's Day. Um, and we've got a lot of fun things up our sleeve for Commoner this year. Now, you sort of dropped that uh, the Commoner is reopened uh, again. You were down for a few months basically reimagining yes. this space. And when I sat down with Chef Drew uh, a couple of months ago uh, and talked about the new menu that you guys rolled out, you know, I only have 600 words in this newspaper article that I write about, so I didn't get a chance to dig in yeah. to the magnitude of the changes in the real estate here. How would you even begin to describe the uh, before and after experience aesthetically to someone who has not yet seen what Commoner and Co is all about now. Commoner and Co is just somewhere you can come and enjoy incredible wines, have some great consistent food that really, you know, it you know just excites you and just makes you feel comfortable. You know, come you come in here and there's nothing that's going to be over your head or, you know, too ambitious, but really it's you know it's comfortable it's it's good neighborhood neighborhood feels um that you can come in and kind of enjoy but you know the transition from uh the way we you know went into the renovation to post renovation is really you know this is drew's baby now and i kind of right gave him the reins more and i've been working with him for the last you know 10 plus years and really it was my time to kind of step back and let him kind of you know produce his vision of what he wanted so i kind of just helped him tailor it a little bit to you know his vision and um it's been really great and we've had great feedback so you know when i interviewed drew for this uh, this uh, new menu story that i wrote um uh, b- because there's a decidedly mediterranean influence that kind of that th- th- this new menu represents and i was uh, struck by the fact uh that several of the dishes that i enjoyed on a recent trip to the uh-huh. mediterranean various expressions of the flavors and techniques that i enjoyed i'm on this commoner menu, I darn well accused him him of stalking me yeah, on my trip yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, through Italy and Malta and Greece. That was perfect. Yeah, <laughs> no, he's got a lot of influences. Um, we started uh, this concept called the Trattoria in Canyon Ranch, and that was specifically Mediterranean, um, very seafood centric. Um, some pastas in there, so this is right down his alley, and I think a perfect vessel for that kind of voice and that kind of menu here at Commoner. Well, speaking of international inspiration, uh, you and your team have put together a wine dinner uh, on January 26th, and it looks like, having had a very quick look at the menu, uh, Kyle Nottingham, it looks like you're going to be transporting your patrons' palates to France in this dinner, right? What's what's yeah. the story that you want this menu to tell? Um, really, we're highlighting a lot of uh, Bordeaux wines. Um, so we kind of you know naturally gravitate towards those types of flavors and those those types of textures um so really we want to you know let the wine speak for itself and kind of just give you simple tastes throughout the progression of the night to kind of just accentuate those wines and not overpower or not do anything crazy but really just enhance the experience of you tasting the wine 
tasting food that complements it and goes well with it and you know have a nice dining experience you know with people wrapped around sharing you know food and wine and that's the kind of nights that i love to do i love it and, and before we talk a little bit about the dishes and the course and uh, correspond cor- excuse me corresponding wine fairies that you put together uh, i'm always fascinated by the process for putting wine dinners together you like it and i just have, I, I imagine you yeah. and drew and the team sitting down with uh, you know the, either a winemaker or a distributor to really from a blank canvas imagine what you want this sort of uh, introduction to french cuisine wines uh, to, or inspired to be all about uh, what comes first the chicken or the egg do you have this menu that the wines kind of follow do the wines dictate how you approach the menu how did that all work the wines absolutely dictate what you cook with it you know i'm i'm always about you know just kind of taking that back seat and saying okay let's let let's go off what the wines have you know i can always drum up this menu and we're going to do this and that and then whatever but especially when we're doing wine dinners that highlight a specific you know, progression of wines that someone wants to, you know, broadcast through dinner, you want to taste those wines first and then kind of go back from there and say, okay, what'd you pick up? What does this pair with? What does this go with? What notes do you, you know, what notes are coming forward? You know, what time was this wine, you know, produced? Can we go back to that? Can we go back to, you know, the seasonality of it? You know, what was that picture of that wine? And how can we kind of you know, embrace the feeling of when it was bottled and when it was curated and, you know, the, the locality of it? How can we all, you know, play this into one dish kind of thing? And that's how I, how I kind of go about creating a wine menu or a pairing of any sort, really. Now, when we're looking at these wines, uh, these wonderful Bordeaux based wines um when it comes to to imagining the dishes that are going to be paired with them uh are there certain culinary traditions from the old world that you followed that you drew from uh where there was there anything that you sort of used as a filter through which this menu ended up uh you know uh, coming out how did you uh, how did you wrap your head about what around what you wanted your guests to experience at the center of the plate knowing that french wine driven what story did you want the food to tell um, I really wanted just to let the wine speak for itself. Like I said, I didn't want anything to, you know, outshine the wine in any way. You know, you got to create a balance between both taste and um, uh, what you drink that same night. So you, you got to create balance and nothing should really overshadow anything. And that's what I think a successful pairing really is, is like they complement each other. They go with each other. You know, nothing, you know, is you know, super, super crazy one way or the other. Um, it should just flow together even. Great. Well, let's start, yeah, shall we? Sure. So we're, right. we got a, we got a four-course wine dinner again happening on January the 26th. We're going to talk a little bit about how people can reserve their uh, coveted seats uh, around the table uh, for this meal. But what uh, wine are we going to be starting with to get the evening started? Uh, we're going to be starting with a white, um, Chateau Le Frenant Blanc. Um, and really, it's a light and acidic, uh, bright start with like kind of like a limestoney finish. Mm. Um, it's great with uh, citrus, fish, beets, any of that stuff. Um, the minerality is going to kind of pick up in the beets. Um, so what we, what I envisioned, is kind of like a Kona Kampachi collar. Um, it's kind of like a, a part of the fish that's kind of like underused a yes. little bit, but really incredible, tender flavor. Almost picture a scallop-esque mm. type of thing, um, but you're going to get it from a, a kampachi, which is a yellowtail um, from Hawaii, uh, which is an incredible flavor. Uh, Cisco's doing this program where we can kind of, you know, get fish flown in directly day of, literally 24 hours within its catch 
we can get fish oh through them. Gosh. So like, and we can call up fishermen too and be like, hey, what are you guys, what are you guys picking up today? And they're like, oh, we have X, Y, and Z. We get to pick how many pounds we want of those fish, and it ships direct in within 24 hours. So we have a great line of incredibly fresh fish. Um, provided through Cisco, so really fun program. Me and Jamie are working with there. So uh, I could almost hear the conversation when you called Jamie Rice on the phone and said, "Brother, I need some hamachi collar, yeah. and I need it right away." Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so uh, yeah, we're gonna be doing that, and I kind of want to do it um, almost like a uh, kind of like a Korean barbecue kind of thing too. Um, so we're gonna lightly char those, and then I'm gonna pair it with kind of like a ginger beet sauce. Um, give it some like sorrel which is complements more citrusy, more bright notes in an herb. Um, and then we're just kind of play with some fun other textures and flavors. Might throw some pomegranate in there. Might throw some, you know, other winter citrus, which is absolutely booming right now. Um, so really bright, light, you know, a little bit of chard to get that kind of like earthiness almost mm-hmm. into it. Um, but yeah, that's what, that's what I thought of when I, when I, when I heard about and when I tasted this wine. And I'm digging that, that kind of the interplay between the, the beet and the ginger, you know, in the vinaigrette, you get a little bit of sweet from the yeah, beet, some spice from that ginger. Yeah, definitely. The, the minerality in yeah. wines, beets are going to really pick up on that earthiness and that minerality you're going to get from some of these Bordeaux. So I think, uh, that's going to be a perfect pairing and then highlighting it, bringing those flavors forward. You got to pair it with something citrus, something acidic, a little bit of pop. So that's going to be a really fun dish, I think. A light, bright, yet full-flavored uh, course to get the evening started. That's course number one. Kyle Nottingham, what do you guys have up your sleeves for the second course on the wine side? All right, so we got a red blend. Um, this one is going to be 90% Merlot, 10% Cobb Franc. Mm. Um, so right when I see that, I'm going to go, like, duck. Or, you know, what I, mean? I want, yes, I want something to be, like, super kind of, like, something that goes with kind of dark berries, um, this wine pairs with smoked or roasted items. So a smoked duck is what we're going to be doing. And that's just really going to crush that pairing right away. And then we're going to accentuate it, um, with some other, some other goodies too. Uh, what do we got going on that one? That one's going to go with a uh, butternut carrot puree. So this is a very vegetal wine. Mm. So carrots mm. and roots are going to go really well with that. Um, we're also going to do some goat cheese to bring out some creaminess. Um, sometimes pairing is contrast is good. So when you have something that's kind of like acidic and something that's kind of more tanniny um, on your palate, you're going to need some cream to kind of mm. like finish that out. So pairings can go can go multiple ways. You can either pair it with like similar tastes and kind of these things to go together or you can create some contrast right. and that's also a good way that you can create some good pairings with wine too so we're going a little bit of goat cheese and then we're going to do a blistered like winter berry gastrique and then some uh, shaved radish to give it to some more of that fresh crunch and some texture too just a, just a warm comfort uh dare i say rustic expression yeah uh, for n- sure now you know my, sure. about my love of uh, of smoking proteins yes. uh you and i have had many conversations oh, yeah over the role of wood uh, when it comes to delivering a memorable culinary experience. How are you going to be smoking uh, smoking the duck? Or you, do you have a proprietary wood blend uh, that you actually have up your sleeve uh, I, that I'm going to break you down to have you share right now? Uh, I just go mesquite. <laughs> I, 
just go ski. Use what's in abundance, go, right? Exactly. We're in Tucson. Let's not mess around. <laughs> uh, uh, Wimpicon's available. It's a great wood, too. But, I mean, mesquite is so plentiful here. It's the southwest. We're in Tucson. Let's really take pride in what surrounds us and our locality here and kind of, like, mix those flavors with, you know, some cool French flavors, too. I totally dig it. Again, this is a mesquite smoked duck with a butternut carrot puree, some goat cheese. Uh, and I'm really looking forward to uh, to this blistered winterberry gastrique radish, oh, yeah. as you said, to finish it off. Yeah. Uh, I think uh, just a, a perfect on-point wine pairing uh, with that gorgeous uh, Bordeaux uh, blend. And then we have room for course number three. Before we get to the dessert course, you still want to give us a sense of what this whole uh, experience is all about when it comes to French wine pairings. Yeah. Uh, where are you guys going on the, uh, on the wine for course number three? Uh, we're going to do a Chateau Montgrevet Morgot Red Blend. Uh, so no, another blend, Bordeaux blend. Um, this one's full-bodied, juicy, dark fruit, very tannic. Um, just really leaves you quenching for more. Um, kind of a more complex uh, red wine. Um, this goes great with, you know, red meat, jammy flavors, um, big body kind of. So this is something you really want to kind of like, you know, this is a big body, complex wine. You kind of want it go to toe-to-toe with it and do something big and complex too. Um, and so where did that leave you? Were you thinking big, bold, boisterous kind of wine? Uh, what does that tell you? Where do you uh, go uh, so with your paintbrush? We're just going to go, we're going red beef, um, ember roasted fillets. We're going to get some Attaboy. snake river um, tenderloins for this. And what we do is like we take our mesquite embers from when we smoke and kind of uh, encase the whole tenderloin in egg whites and salt. Um, and that creates this like really hard crust, um, but it kind of flavors the whole tenderloin and we just let it char on those embers, you know, until it gets really black on the outside. We peel away that egg white and salt crust and then you just get this beautiful, like supple mid rare tenderloin throughout. Mm. Um, and that's going to be really killer. Uh, we're also going to do some brown butter basted mushrooms. Mm. So whatever we can get in through season. Um, we just had some king trumpets come through and the juicy, meaty, oh, right um, incredible trumpets. Um, I kind of want to accentuate some funk in it. So with big, complex red blends, I like to get funky with like mushrooms. We're going to do some blue cheese in there. Just kind of just to create yes. that kind of like, you know, earthy funk you get in those. Um, smashed potatoes and a little bit of hollandaise too. <laughs> so this is just big, you know, lots of fat, you know, a little bit of that sweetness from the mushrooms um, and the hollandaise kind of like gets more of that fat. Um, so this is going to be really good with that with okay, that red. So too. this is me at the center of the plate. If you were just to be able to imagine the kinds of flavors oh, yeah. and textures and temperatures that you want to best represent me, especially with this wine, right. this ember roasted fillet, sounds like it's going to be a hit out of the park. I'm really excited about this one. And then if there's room, all good things must come to an end, Kyle right. Nottingham. But where are you going to leave your guests? What's the last kiss that you're going to greet your guests with before uh, before you say au revoir yeah. uh, at the end of the night? Yeah. So we're going to do a. Board Bordeaux, uh, Brut Rosé, um, lots of bubbles, a little bit of tannin in there, um, slightly sweet, fruit forward, very crisp, um, great with cream, berries, fruit, tart, citrus, all that. So it's a good all-around, well-bodied rosé. You know, I love ending with rosé. It's so, 
you can do so much with it, and that's why right. I really like, you know, having fun with it and pairing different things with it as well. Okay, so what does dessert look like? Um, so dessert, we're going to do a blood orange and plum cake, um, kind of like your cool winter spice, yeah. you know, upside down cake right. almost. But we're going to take, you know, some blood oranges. It's citrus season, so that's going to pair really well with that. Um, plums right now, too, are incredible. Mm. And just kind of like create that like cast iron kind of like upside down plum cake kind of thing. Uh, we're going to do a winter spiced mousse uh, and a cranberry and quince chutney on there, too. So more kind of like emphasizing the fruit, um, the crispiness, you know, it's going to go great with the bubbles. Um, and I think that's going to be a, another crushing uh, pairing as well. Well, talk about the seasonality of this menu. I mean, yes, we want to definitely celebrate, uh, you know, the French wines that sort of anchor uh, this uh, this evening's menu. But you're really drawing from the seasonality of what's available and bringing it all in uh, for this great wine dinner again it's happening at commoner and co on january the 26th uh how much are uh, our seats at the table for this wine dinner we're doing 60 bucks a head um so that's four courses four pairings um just a really fun intimate experience uh, we're gonna come and you know talk about all the pairings and our wine reps are going to be here and our, our gm jeremy is going to be here too drew's going to be here so it's going to be a really fun night really great dining experience we're going to talk about all the food why it's on the plate how the pairings should go so you're not only going to get a great picture of you know all the the wines you can get from the bordeaux region but you're also going to get some really fun food um that kind of tells a story and we're going to be right there along with with you along the way so did you say 60 dollars a person yeah. and that, does that includes the wine pairings yeah, includes the wine includes the wine yeah yeah. <laughs> it's usually well, okay. Yeah. Uh, I just want to make sure that that wasn't a, a mis- miscue no, or a miscommunication. No. $60 four course wine dinner with wine pairings, fellow foodies. You heard Kyle Nottingham, right? Uh, and what is the easiest, most efficient way uh, to get reservations for this dinner? Uh, because when I talked to Jeremy, you know, there were a few seats left. There's not going to be a few seats left uh, for long. What's Great. the best way to, to, for people to reserve their space? Just call us up, talk to our hostess, and, you know, say, I want to, how many can, how many many seats you have open or available um and then just kind of go and book that way if we don't answer the phone or if it's before our operating hours leave us a message we always go through all our messages so definitely and then we'll get right back to you and let us know if we can get you in or not okay great nancy and i will definitely be here uh, yes. i will be the ones uh, we'll be the ones wrapping ourselves uh, uh with the uh, ember roast uh, in course yeah. number three but i can't let you go without finding out what's making news uh, at your other concepts prep and pastry in august roads i mean oh, there's only yeah. so much kyle nottingham to go around you guys yeah. are off to a busy season over there very 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 busy season at prep and pastry uh th- those i i can't speak highly enough of the team that's over there right now um both our prep and pastries or all three of our prep and pastries now i should say um are really just doing so well um so really kudos to all the teams that are just you know putting in incredible hours over there making it happen every single day um they're they're all doing great so we're really looking forward to you know the progress that they all have each store you know they have their things that we're all kind of coming together as a team, but you know, like we're going to have all the openings are over so we can kind of take a, take, take a a breath, not, not a long breath. Um, but we can really sit back and say like, okay, like, you know, where do we go from here? How do we get better? Kind of thing. Right on. Um, you have officially opened a prep and pastry in Scottsdale. Yeah. Looking back now, what is the one thing that you wish you had known about opening a restaurant, a Tucson concept in Scottsdale, Arizona? What's the one thing that you wish that someone would have told you before you did this to make, uh, 
uh, the transition a little bit more, whatever. I mean, I'm sure it went beautifully, but is there something that you wish someone would have whispered in your ear before you uh, made this huge leap uh, to the Valley of the Sun? Opening restaurants are so hard. <laughs> They're so hard. Uh, in in our company, you know, we went, we did two openings this summer, uh, uh, full renovation and a brand new concept. So we really did, you know, the most hard things you can do as a restaurant team. Um, so we're on the other side of it now, um, and Scottsdale's been great, you know, and it's just us kind of learning, you know, the dem- demographic there, and you know, the types of people, and you know. Just kind of gearing our concepts, you know, to Scottsdale and who lives there and, you know, who, who is there 24-7. So, but the people have been incredibly mm. gracious. Everyone I've talked to um, are really, really fun. Um, everyone who walks in through that door is somebody. Uh, so it's really, it's special. It's and, a really special. And, and lastly, August Roads uh, Market right there on Campbell Avenue. Um, first time I ever heard uh, Japanese milk bread uh, was right there. I think yeah. I had a Jersey Joe sandwich. <laughs> yep. Getting back to smoked meats how are things going at august roads they're doing really well really well we're facilitating our whole company with bread out of august roads now right so we have sourdough a commoner um hoagies and baguettes and you know focaccia all of our skews that we're producing out of august roads is now being you know on our menus all throughout the whole company so i think that is huge for a brand new concept um, our baker partner there, Nathan Teufel, is doing an incredible job right yeah. developing a bread program, yeah. hiring a staff, creating you know this this you know concept with us, and actually delivering and, and making it happen is absolutely incredible. With three months, you know he's he's facilitating prep and pastry with bread. You know <laughs> it blows my mind. The, the bread, jobs. The bread that goes off of those racks just for prep and pastry blows my mind right. every day. Racks and racks of bread and it's the fragrance. Insane. You can pick up right around Grant Oh yeah, uh, as you're making your way oh, north yeah. on Campbell. We're talking to Kyle Nottingham, chef here, overseeing all of the culinary uh, back-of-the-house operations at Commoner & Co., at Prep & Pastry, and at August Roads. And again, one more time, this wonderful uh, French wine dinner happening at Commoner & Co. on January 26th. Best way to get reservations for this $60 per person with pairings dinner is to call Commoner & Co. directly. Uh, and let's, uh, let's give everybody a number just so they know. Uh, what's the best number for them to call? Um, we can call them at, I am so sorry. That's okay. I I'll, I'm going to hum the theme to Jeopardy. Yeah, right. Uh, well, because there's so many telephone numbers and so many, uh, yeah, there's so many restaurants. So now. many restaurants now. Oh, and, yeah. uh, we want to give you, uh, listener, fellow foodie, the right number to call. Again, if you get someone on the line, great. Make your reservation there. If you get the answering machine, make sure that you leave a message. Again, there's only a few seats left. So we want to make sure that you're calling the right number and do it in time so you don't miss out. And the number is 520. 520- Two five seven one one seven seven. Two five seven one one seven seven to come uh, and experience this wonderful story that Kyle Nottingham has just told you about. I know you've got a million things to do. Thanks for hanging out with us for a few minutes to share this story about what's going on here, and I'm sure we'll be seeing you on January 26th. Definitely. Thanks, Matt. Happy New Year, brother. Happy New Year.